Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo, and I'm glad I'm flying solo on this one because I would feel bad for making somebody talk with me about this god-awful effort in this game. Uh, I don't know what to say about this loss. If you didn't see it, you're lucky. Don't bother. <laughs> don't bother looking it up. Don't bother replaying or whatever. It was just garbage all the way around. The Indiana Pacers, they came in on a back-to-back, second half of a back-to-back. They'd beaten the Lakers in a very taxing game the night before, and they sat all their best dudes. They sat Brogdon, Sabonis, Miles Turner is out with an injury, and they sat Karis LeVert. <laughs> And the Warriors looked like a team that they thought could just steamroll the opponent. The Warriors, they would make a run, they would get up by eight, and then they would make mistakes, and the Pacers would catch up. They'd get up by five, and then, again, they would make mistakes, and the Pacers would not go away. There's so many things to talk about. I don't know. I don't want to sound like uh, I'm just complaining about this game, but... Let's start with turnovers, 14 turnovers for the Pacers and 21 for the Warriors. It felt like way more than 21, to be honest, probably because they were tossing the ball to the other team at critical points of the game. It just felt like they were really, really loose with the ball. Just bottom line, like everyone was a step slow. Everyone was flat. Steph, he had an okay game, but he was only six for 16 from three. He had 39 points. 12 for 27 overall, 9 for 9 from the free throw line. But still, I mean, he's still kind of in his slump, I guess. You know, ups and downs, whatever. But at least he was fighting. At least he was trying. There was one point in the fourth quarter, I believe, after a foul on the Warriors. He's like yelling, trying to pump up his teammates, get them to play harder, get them to have some energy. And it reminded me of that one Clippers game last season where during a timeout, the cameras caught Steph yelling, trying to like boost up Ubre Wiggins, all those dudes last year. I don't even remember if they won that game last year. I don't think they did, but that felt like this tonight. And the Warriors, they just kept whiffing. They were nine for 42 from three, 21.4%. That is terrible. Whereas the Pacers were 15 for 35, doubling the Warriors shooting percentage, 42.9 to 21.4. And I don't know what else to say about this one. I mean, I'll start from the top, I guess, the top of the box score. Jonathan Kaminga, he had a rough game tonight. Uh, He was getting bodied a lot and it just looked like he was a step slow. Wiggins, he didn't shoot well, five for 15, one for six from three. Looney played hard as usual. He had a solid game. He had 15 boards, five for six, played his typical game. He even hit three out of his four free throws. And Clay Thompson, six for 17, 0 for seven from three, only 12 points. Rough game on his end. Jordan Poole, one for seven, 0 for five. He's struggling right now. He's trying to get his rhythm back. There was that one three-pointer that he took where he faked or he pumped and then completely threw himself off rhythm and then he shot it and missed everything. So like that kind of typifies how he's playing right now. He did go to the basket a bunch, but his results weren't that great tonight. You know, there've been a few of these games where with the Warriors, you just flush it lately and it's the dog days and whatnot, but man, (laughs) 
I think before the game, Stan Van Gundy said, or somebody said on the broadcast that this had the feel of a NCAA one versus 16 game. And you know what? In the second half, it felt like it, right? Like a one versus 16 upset in the tournament. And I don't know. I was like, it was really aggravating as a fan, you know, because you always just want to see effort. If your team sucks, if it has no talent, you want to see effort. And good on the Pacers for having that effort and showing it. Most games, you could say that the Warriors need Draymond Green. And I've said that they've needed him in several of these head-scratching kind of flush-em games. But this was definitely one because I don't think he would have let anyone half-ass this game, especially when it mattered. So they didn't have Draymond. Kaminga was not playing as solidly as he has been. He wasn't playing with as much energy. He was getting beaten off the dribble. And and I totally expected Steve Kerr not to put him back in the game at a certain point, especially once you started seeing a lot of Juan Toscano Anderson. And JTA, man, he hit 1-3 and had a dunk. But in general... He did not look good out there to me. If you've listened to this show, I talked about this when JTA first got on the Warriors. I always felt like he was a hair slow at times and he got better last year. But I think like he's regressed a little bit and just enough not to meet the pass, you know, like there was that pass in the overtime period where the Warriors were up by five and then. Iguodala threw it to JTA and JTA didn't meet the ball. He stopped. And then I believe it was Duarte. Uh, could have been somebody else. I don't know. Some Pacers player stole the ball, free lane down to uh, to the basket. So every time the Warriors got up by just a couple baskets, they couldn't pull away. And it was their own doing. You know, they weren't hitting shots and there were tons of turnovers. And to be honest, like that end of regulation inbounds play. Once it went to JTA, I was like, okay, if he ducks this, great, we win. But if he lays it up, he's missing. You know what I mean? Because he tends to not have great touch (laughs) when he's going full bore at the basket in terms of layups off the glass. And he clanked it hard, man. (laughs) It was like just boom off the glass, touch the rim and no chance to go in. So I don't want to pile on JTA or anything like that. But, you know, the Warriors sat Otto Porter Jr., which shouldn't have been a big deal. You know, if the Warriors played an average game, an average game for them, then they win this and you don't miss OPJ that much. But when they were getting whooped in the paint and no one could hit a three, that's when Otto Porter Jr., the veteran, the guy who seems to hit every three-point shot he takes, he would have been helpful, you know, even under the basket, like getting rebounds and playing like smart defense. He's bigger than JTA. He's older and wiser than Jonathan Kamingo when Kamingo's not having a good night. And even with all of his injuries, he's still way more active and athletic than 33-year-old Nemanja Bielica. 
We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action of the divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 gambler the warriors deserved to lose this game plain and simple they just deserved it like draymond would not have let this happen but they didn't need draymond green for this game they shouldn't have needed him they weren't beaten by the officials they weren't beaten by an all-world team they weren't fatigued they weren't coming off of the back-to-back they weren't on the road but it is what it is i mean in a trash game where everybody pretty much played terribly. And yeah, I mean, there were a few others who played fine besides Looney. There was Gary Payton the second. He played solid. You know, he had a couple big steals and gave great effort. But when everybody, for the most part, plays terribly, like, you just, you're like, okay, whatever, you know? <laughs> this is a game similar to last season where I would say, oh man, yeah, if I, if I went to this game, I would have wanted my money back, you know? But... It's just frustrating, you know, like it's frustrating to watch this game and be like, wow, this is kind of boring and kind of aggravating because you can get the vibe off the TV, to be honest, of the effort dudes are putting in. And it just wasn't there. This isn't one of those rough patch games, I would say. I've been talking about this for a couple weeks now, right? Like Clay coming back, the dog days of the season, not having Draymond. Rough patches of trying to get acclimated. All that stuff is out the window. There's no way that if they had exerted any kind of normal effort that they should have lost to the second string, third string Indiana Pacers. This drops the Warriors to three and a half behind the Suns, deservedly so. (laughs) They're still two up on the Memphis Grizzlies, so it's fine. It's all good. Long view, right? That long view. But my reaction right now is just based on the sheer absurdity of how bad they looked tonight. Again, it did feel like an NCAA game where like the better team would try to flip the switch but the other team wouldn't go away. They just wanted it more. They were quicker (laughs) and they were hitting shots. And those things equal a big fat L. And one thing that kind of bugged me, to be honest, was the fact that the Warriors didn't foul when they were up by three at the end of regulation, right? Obviously, like there's that whole like debate, should you be smart and foul so that the other team gets two free throws, but you get the ball back? You know, when you're up by three, you don't want them to shoot a three-pointer, right? Kind of makes sense. And when the Pacers are inbounding in the front court, like, why give them a shot? You know? I mean, as everyone knows, these are all NBA players, and anyone can hit a shot at any moment. You know, JTA almost got a steal. Steph kind of turned his head, and Holiday hit the three. 
So the Pacers earned this win, but honestly, not as much as the Warriors earned this loss. They deserved this one. <laughs> but again, there's a long way to go. There was some regression, some mediocrity and flatlining in this one. But oh God, <laughs> it is what it is. Whew. I do have to say I was impressed as I usually am, by Chris Duarte, the 26-year-old rookie out of Oregon. He was 10 for 16, plus 10, 27 points, 2 for 3 from 3 and 5 for 5 from the free throw line. He had 7 boards, 3 assists, 3 steals. Yeah, okay, that is the dude. After the Warriors drafted Jonathan Kaminga, that is the dude I was hoping, I was really hoping, would be there at 14, but I was surprised that the Pacers, they took him at 13 right before Duarte just played his savvy, smooth, solid, like old rookie veteran hybrid game. He definitely is a plug and play guy and he would have been for the Warriors. Absolutely. But he's a good pickup for the Pacers. So I'll definitely be watching how he improves over the years. Anyway, that's another episode of the Open Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. And on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and say some nice stuff about us. Now be very much appreciated. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time. <laughs>